Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, maybe I need to get accustomed to saying America's big dog program because uh, we have folks all over the country viewing uh, via Facebook and, uh, and again, giving a very, very special shout-out uh, to our friends out in the Phoenix, Arizona area, as well as in the Shenandoah Valley area, uh, where we are looking to expand this program in the very, very uh, near future. Uh, we're so happy that you all are out there. And uh, we have right now uh, another fantastic guest that we want to welcome. Uh, and this is Sally Pipes, who is the president and the CEO of the Pacific Research Institute. And um, it is a think tank, think, think tank based, okay, in uh, San Francisco. And uh, she's a longtime uh, person who has uh, been an expert in healthcare policy. Uh, and she has a, a book out that um, speaks to the fallacies of uh, single payer, the single payer uh, healthcare system. And uh, Ms. Pipes, welcome to the program and thank you for all that you do. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's a very important issue these days. In fact, um, the most important domestic policy issue in all the polling, i.e., healthcare reform. Yes, yes, and uh, and it, you know, and it's the same uh, debate that was going on uh, twenty five hundred years ago. Um, Plato wanted the uh, government to. Uh, run healthcare. All doctors were supposed to serve the state. Okay, and Hippocrates, you know, the fa- the father of modern medicine, the founder of the Hippocratic Oath, uh, wanted none of that. He wanted the doctor and the patient to have an individual relationship with one another, uh, without the government being the go-between. And it seems the more things change, the more things remain the same. Uh, you know, despots uh, throughout time have sought to control their populations by having the unique ability to control access to health care. Is, is this not the case? Well, absolutely. And you're, and, and you're so right. I mean, that what we want, you know, we want the very best health care for all Americans. We want affordable, accessible, quality care. But that comes through empowering doctors and patients, not the government. Um, so your quotes... Um, from the beginning of time were very, very um, uh, yeah. relevant. Yeah, and, and uh, Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, he did not say, uh, you know, I want health care because I love my fellow man. He, he said that um, the, the uh, health care was the archway to the keystone of socialism, and the purpose of socialism is communism. So, again, they, they're using this to control people. And, and you know, and tell people when, when, it, when you use the term single payer, okay? People don't really analyze what words mean. I'm a wordsmith, so single payer means no one is allowed by law other than the government to pay for health care. So if you go outside of that system, you become a lawbreaker, correct? Yes, that's absolutely right. Single payer or Medicare for all means that there private health care would be banned, private insurance coverage, and the government would be the single payer. And this this is the way it is in Canada, where the Canadian government fully took over the health care system in 1984, and all private health care is banned for any 
uh, procedure that is considered medically necessary. And actually, a new study from the OECD just came out showing that they did a study of nine countries and their healthcare systems. Canada was the only one that totally banned private coverage. Um, and Canada and the UK were the only two countries that actually um, do not allow um, any copay or, or deductible for contributing to your health coverage. So it's um, so if people, uh, the, the latest Kaiser Family Foundation poll came out yesterday showing that 59% of respondents and one-third Republican, of Republicans said that they want our health care system to go to single payer. And mm-hmm. you probably agree with me. I mean, I think Obama, President Obama's goal with um, the Affordable Care Act, which turned eight yesterday, was for the Affordable Care Act to fail, and then we would move to a single-payer system, yes. such as Bernie Sanders has, has he said put that. in his bill. Yeah, Obama said that, and I, I think it was a spe- I'm not sure. I think that speech may have been given in Canada, actually, but he was speaking to a group of people that wanted they wanted him to go all the way and do straight single payer, and but he told them, "Well, that's what I want too, but we can't get there in one step." And he said, "We're gonna. This is a beginning step, and it's gonna take us ten to fifteen years to get to single payer, but we will get there." I mean, he says this out of his own mouth. Right, he absolutely did, and he gave a speech also to the American Federate, the AFL CIO, and and said the same thing. It'll take us time to get there. But that's mm-hmm. where we want. And, and in the um, debate this past week over the omnibus spending bill, where they did not include the $30 billion over three years for these cost-sharing reduction subsidies to insurers and reinsurance, um, the Democrats had initially been in favor of the government making those payments. But the, uh, the, towards the end of the week, they came out and said, no, we are against the, the CSR and reinsurance payments because Obamacare is failing and our next push during the midterm election and for the 2020 presidential is single payer. Mm-hmm. Now, tell for people that think this sounds good, because you just, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure there are some listeners that heard you say that Canada and, and England had banned copays. And so to the, to the person who's struggling to make ends meet, that might sound attractive. But, you know, to the hungry mouse the piece of cheese in the trap looks good. That's why traps work. That's a very good analogy. And yes, so in Canada, um, I worked at the Fraser Institute where we started back in 1988 a study called Waiting Your Turn, a Guide to Healthcare Waiting Lists. So in 1993, the average wait in Canada from seeing a primary care doctor to getting treatment by a specialist was 9.3 weeks. That's just over two months. Last year, 2017, the average wait from seeing a primary care doctor to getting treatment by a specialist, 21.2 weeks, over five months. The wait to see a neurosurgeon is 33 weeks. To get an MRI is 11 weeks. When government wants to control what they're going to spend on health care mm-hmm. because they are the only provider, you have to ration care and waiting lists will come because the demand is always greater than the supply. And yeah. the same thing in the UK. I mean, it's, you know, they had to... Um, they canceled 55,000 surgeries in January because they didn't have enough beds. They're encouraging, NHS is encouraging people to go to France to have their surgeries. Mm-hmm. They had to cut the targets for the emergency room waiting, uh, the ambulances waiting to get to, into the hospitals. It is a complete disaster. So people have to realize, just like with the Veterans Administration, is a single-payer system in this yes. country. and people die. But, 
on the waiting and list. And people die. Yeah. Or they can't get access to the best drugs or the surgeries. Mm -hmm. Now tell people what happens, but let's just pick one of those examples you just gave. Say the MRI waiting list. Tell people what potentially could happen. And how many how many months was the MRI waiting list on average? Five months. Um, well, for an MRI, it's eleven weeks, so it, that's about uh, three months okay. for an MRI. So, say so, you need an MRI and you have a brain tumor, um, and, and 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 it's aggressive. You know, while you're on the waiting list, what could happen uh, to your prognosis when they really need to take care of something immediately? Well, the, the, the issue is, um, you know, it's, it's cheaper to deny care than it is to provide care. Now, 63,000 Canadians cross the border every year and come into the U.S. for things like finding out whether they do have an MRI. Because if you think you have a brain tumor, you know, you're worried every day and you don't want to wait so long that by the time you finally get, you know, that's to get the MRI. Then you have to wait right. to get the, the 33 weeks for the to get the neurosurgeon. And so, you know, I mean, Canada... Oh, so it's a double wait. You you wait... It's a double wait. You wait to get the MRI, then they have the MRI, they know you have an issue, and now you're on another waiting list. Yes, exactly. Um, Six, you know, 33 weeks. So... Um, you know, that it's, it's a double weight. And so, you know, you've, where there are many stories in the Canadian press where, where people are quoted having come to the U.S. and found out that they, they do, in fact, have an MRI. They go back to Canada and then mm -hmm. they find the wait is so long that then they come back and, and pay out of pocket. And it's not, it's not cheap. And these are not just wealthy Canadians that come across the border. Middle income people come across the border too because there are, and there are an additional 900,000 Canadians out of a population of 35 million who <clears throat> are on a waiting list just to get a primary care doctor, or what we call a general practitioner. Wow. So th this, is, yeah. this is why I can't spend so little on health care, because yeah. they deny care. Yeah, and now isn't it also true that, and I know people out there, they don't think that their government can be this wicked, but, you know, they, our government, uh, uh, we're made of human beings like every other government throughout throughout history. We're not angels, we're people. And you have people in authority that when care is denied and a person dies, what happens is not only do you not pay for those procedures, particularly for the elderly, but Social Security payments to that person cease. And if, if it was your own private money, uh, you could put it in your will for your grandchildren to get it. But it's, n it's not your money, even though it was your money because they took it from you. Correct? Right, exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly true. The other point I wanted to make is in a country like Canada, um, because of the, the, the government running the whole health care system, people don't realize that doctors work for the provincial government. Doctors are basically union members working for a provincial government in the same way that K-12 teachers are. So mm. you may be the very best neurosurgeon. I'm the worst, but we get paid the same. As a result, <laughs> a lot of doctors have quit, you know, quit medicine mm. or have left Canada. There's a shortage in that adds to the waiting list. And then I think in the U.S., if we get single payer, um, do doctors will retire early. They will, you know, um, the best and the brightest young people that have traditionally gone into medicine will not go into medicine because it's, it's basically, mm. you know, you you're you're a government employee and you can't practice the kind of medicine that you yeah. would like to practice. Just like Cuba. <laughs> okay. Fidel exactly. went to Fidel went to Spain to get health care and one of the premiers in Canada went to a hospital in Florida. 
Okay. Exactly. You, you, you can't make this and, stuff up. <laughs> and Michael Moore took pictures of Cuba saying, this is, this is fabulous medicine, but you could see the dirty old hospital in the mm-hmm. background where people have to have their relatives send them aspirin and toilet paper. Wow. So, wow. It's, this is something. Now, uh, last thing before I let you go, please tell folks, okay, how can people get a hold of you and what can people do uh, to, um, you know, who do we need to put pressure on to, to, to stop this train? This train has a lot of steam behind it. Right. So uh, my book, The False Promise of Single-Payer Healthcare, is available on Amazon.com. I give all the stories and statistics. And our website, www.pacificresearch.org. And people have to talk to their members of Congress, their state um, um, politicians, and say this this would be a disaster for us because not just Bernie Sanders and Keith Ellison on the House side, but you've got Washington State, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, um, Virginia, my home state, California, yes. all wanting now single payer. So mm-hmm. people have to get out and talk and town hall meetings so that people can really understand why this is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. These are not people that have your best interest. These are people that say they have your best interest. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. God bless you for all that you do, and uh, you know, any and, and you're a very prolific person. So I know your your next book. Please come back and visit us again. I will. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Now. Bye. Bye. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back, we're going to open the phone lines up, and the number here is. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hosanna in 